We took a very adult trip to Toys R Us yesterday. Ooh. Totally adult trip. Got I haven't been recently or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got Batmans from Batman vs. Superman. Oh, are they nice? Oh, they're cool. There's the big one over on the couch. Oh, wow. I was looking at that. <laughs> it's nice. really cool. It's such it's such a cool design. It's awesome. And that was one of my favorite bits of Dark Knight Returns. That's reading it. That's my favorite part of this toy. The f- the heel of it, or like the sole of the shoe, or whatever the fuck, the bottom of the shoe. Right, right, right. Has spikes on it, oh, which sick. is directly out of Dark That's Knight Returns. Awesome. I can't wait for this Batman. He's gonna be so good. Exactly. He's gonna be <laughs> cool. Um, real quick, can you just mm-hmm. talk a little louder? Because I'm afraid I'm... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Lewis and Clark is our jam. We're talking about Terry D and Superman. We'll cover it all, at least we'll do what we can. And now, it's time for the show. Back to that Superman podcast we do. Yeah, this was a really this was a really fun uh, mashup of episodes that yeah. we did. So we're looking at well, hey, welcome back to the first episode of the new year at Lois and Clark's the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex. I'm Ryan Albertson. The weird thing is we're doing this on January second. Second. Guess when this episode aired? January 3rd. January 2nd, oh, 1994. Shit. We can't stop. I know. We can't stop. We're doing really well with this. <laughs> Only when just... we record them, not when we release them. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. They... This is actually going to be like the fourth or fifth episode of the new year, right? Yeah, probably. Technically. Yeah, we should, actually. We should jack that intro and put it in the other one. <laughs> well, we can't do that because Carolina is literally right up there. Doing the next editing one. Editing the first episode well, of the new year. Thanks, Carolina. She won't be doing it. That's good. I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, it's, it's all right. <laughs> we don't need to put that much effort in. As no. I'm sure the audience can tell, we are not doing. We put effort in. <laughs> We've already had a poster contest. True, we, true. We announced the winner of that at some point. <laughs> Who was insert poster winner name here. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Do you remember that in 30 Rock? It was like the, this, the year after the Summer Olympics or whatever. And in the in the first episode of that year or the second or whatever, they had a joke of like they had to film it before the winner or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they just lip synced over Liz Lemon doing it, but in the back under it, you just see her voice just going, mo, 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 you know, like <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and like the name didn't fit in there. Yeah, <laughs> really I don't funny. remember that, but that's such a great oh, 30, a, that's, that's really total fun. thirty rock bit. Um, but we're doing kind of a mashup. Of sorts, not like the double episodes we've done in the past. No, something a little different, but little interesting. Different. Yeah, this is episode 112, All Shook Up, but it is based off a George Reeves Superman episode called Panic in the Sky mm-hmm. from 1950-something. I didn't even yeah, I don't I even don't know remember. what I do know it was the second season, I think, like yes. the, the 12th episode, maybe the second episode. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. I think God, it was 12 I bought episode. it this morning on iTunes. Me too. I don't know. <laughs> Me too. I bought it on YouTube. It's on sale on YouTube and iTunes. I didn't know YouTube sold things. I was really pissed off about that because I yeah. saw it there and I saw it was like 22 minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, perfect. And then there's the price tag. And I'm like, oh, we'll just do it on iTunes. Whatever. At first I was mad and then I was like, this is good for our industry maybe. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. Our, um, our, our industry of props. That industry. 
Yeah, well, of <laughs> hopefully making things. Our hopeful future industry. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, what do you want to talk about here? Obviously, this is you know. So I have extensive, quote unquote, extensive notes. Yeah, this, on, this uh, could work out. Panic in the sky, and and I didn't bring notes for all shook up. And but, I did my usual notes for all shook up, and I have five lines of notes from Panic in the Sky. So. Nice. We should be. Good. Let's just do a normal one, and we'll just throw and we'll we'll bring up uh, things Panic from in Panic in the Sky as it comes up naturally. Yeah, just straight off from Panic in the Sky. Please, I loved watching those old special effects. Me too. There was some, at first, <laughs> there was something about the black and white. I think that makes painting things out maybe a little easy because I was kind of impressed with the first few. Uh-huh. When they start showing the same effect over and over again, you yes. get more opportunities to see like. The strings. Yeah, the strings on the or asteroid. The, ta- the tablecloth below the planet yes! Earth, which yes! was one That's of my so favorite. That, that was my favorite part. Because the first time they showed planet Earth, I didn't see it. Me either. And then the second shot, you see it in the beginning of the shot. Yeah. And then somebody moves a light or whatever, or like puts yeah. their hand up and blocks the what light. What I'm wondering is like if they knew it and they <laughs> and they and they fixed it, why did they leave it in? I and love it. I think it, it was so a static funny. shot, so like why not just put one frame of it? In, you know, oh, yeah. like oh yeah. Oh yeah, well, putting one frame uh, when you're when you're editing film is a lot more of a pain oh, in the okay. ass than than when you're because you have to make a copy of that they, frame a bazillion times. You're saying times. they didn't have Avid or Vinyl Cut yet? No, they didn't. Okay, they would have had to reprint that a bunch. It's, yeah, I guess you're right. And the whole thing. They probably didn't have the budget or the time or no, the care to no, do that. No, so I get it. But it was funny as fuck. Also, a weird thing. So I've only watched like less than three episodes of the old. That's the TV only one show, I've like, seen. Full and all the way through, you okay. know. But what I was kind of taken aback by was they had at one point Am- Amnesia Clark mm-hmm. in his bed with his glasses off, and nobody no said one boo noticed. about it. Nobody yeah. said anything about it. Right? It, you know, they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I get, well, that yeah. were like they established is just like when he looks like super, when he's in the suit, like you're just he's so distracted Superman. by. Yeah, you don't think Whatever. about the face. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I didn't even notice that, but I, I, that doesn't bother. Given given the fact that the glasses like don't really do anything anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of like whatever. That's fine. Uh, the other cool thing, or the thing that struck me when I was watching it, he did an episode of I Love Lucy back in the day. Oh yeah, where he's cool. Where I like him. Yeah, Ricky knew George Reeves, and he had him come to Little Ricky's. Uh, party as Superman. As Superman? That's so cool. At, in the meantime, Lucy didn't know that, so she was out on the ledge in her own fake Superman suit, getting rained on, and pigeons were, like, landing on her helmet, was. and, like, you know, that type of thing. And she's, wow, Yeah, exactly. Ricky. At one point, they open up the window, and she's, like, huddled oh. on the ledge, and Superman <laughs> actually goes out. Like, George Reeves, goes in the costume, goes out and, like, pulls her back in. Oh, that's so good. It's really that's cool. so good. I gotta see that episode. But I realized that's the most exposure to him as Superman. I've seen because I've seen that episode a couple times. Okay, okay. But again, not much of this. Sure, sure. That int- I'm, oh, I'm, in, I'm into it. I kind of want to walk. Yeah, it's get, cute. Maybe buy a season or two and check it out. It's, it's like harmless. Yeah. Superman fun. Although I, I did read um, that it might be the best of that series, the episode it that a, we just watched. It took it pretty seriously. Yeah. Like it was played pretty straight. It was good. Some um, of them are a little more. You know, it was made for kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's just what it, what it is. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, I just I liked s- all those actors. They were fun. I yeah. loved Lois. I loved their depiction of Lois. She was very like she was kind of mean, but she wasn't just like 
an asshole for no reason. Yeah, not kind of uncaring. Like, yeah, which I feel like sometimes our Lois is just like really sharp yeah. for no reason and then like dials back. But this one was very um, just like, she insults Clark, but she's like immediately apologetic about it. Like, I don't know, was that too mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was more of like a 50s thing and women were a little more like not allowed uh, to do that. So maybe well, it's actually a bad thing. That's but... a weird thing because these two Loises are made in a very different time for women. Right. You right. know, like, in two very different shows, too. To the point where like now Amy Adams' Lois is also in a very different, you know, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's strange, but like. I bet you could even like kind of track where women are in society through Lois Lane. Oh, absolutely! You know? That would be a really interesting paper um, that I don't want to write. So someone no, should do it. At least a really <laughs> well thought out think piece that, again, I do not want to write. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, somebody in, on the forums, I forget who called that version of Lois like Mad Dog Lois, and I'm like, yeah, that makes. Which one's exactly Mad Dog Lois? When when she's just like super super bitch, and then oh, at the end yeah, of the yeah. episode. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted ice cream and I couldn't have exactly. it. Just, I, my feelings are confusing. Yeah, <laughs> that loves. Have you ever seen Hollywood Land? Still not. Still no. You, oh, yeah, you so keep good. Telling me to watch it. I gotta get my hands on it. That's we have another one. Borrow from work. Where like that's like a lot of the stuff I know about that series was from the little behind the scenes stuff yeah, that they pepper yeah. into that movie because of the subject matter. Sure, but sure. Awesome movie. Really fun. Uh, we have a refrigerator chiming in. That fridge. We, we have a refrigerator part. chiming in. We have a neighbor who's playing some heavy bass. Mm-hmm. We've got a cat running around, and we've got Carolina upstairs editing. So also, there's a candle that's lit. Yes, that's not making any noise. Which I'm sure we'll make a crackling fire noise at Be, some point. Yeah, yeah, watch out for nice. that. So yeah, let's get into it. So written by, of course, Bryce Sable. What up, Bryce? Uh, story by credit for Jackson Gillis, who, who I didn't. Check, but I assume wrote the uh, episode originally. We should note that this episode, the George Reeves episode, Paddy was also Sky. based on a um, similar titled storyline from uh, the comics. What? Um, yeah, I read that on uh, the Superman. On Superman homepage. Superman homepage. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I should have written written it down. I assumed you would know. No, but... the, the only other thing I know of that is in Justice League Unlimited. The mm. Which we talk about all the time right, now, right. apparently. Uh, there's an episode called Panic in the Sky, which it doesn't have anything to do... It's like, literally, it's Lex taking over a Brainiac, and like, okay. it's got nothing to do with it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they just throw it in there as like, okay. they'll figure it out. Sure, sure, sure. Like, as a reference. As, as a reference, yeah, more than yeah. anything. I, I don't recall which uh, comic series, but since, I mean, it was in the 50s, I assume it was the original uh, Yeah, it'd probably spin. be either in Superman or in Action Comics at yeah, that point, yeah. I assume. Um, but that's cool. I didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. know that at all. Um, well, they, they start off outside the Daily Planet. Nice sunny day. Nothing going wrong there. They don't have a story. No. So that's an issue. But they do want coffee. They do want coffee, and then a story just kind of falls into their laps. Look at that. When we get an untimed eclipse, and that car kind of starts skidding out or whatever, yeah, and, and quote unquote crashes into Clark, right? Which hurts unquote. him a little bit. He pretends, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I always like when he's got to kind of fake that stuff. When it's, he's got to act a little bit. And yeah, enjoy. it's it's funny, and I th- and I thought that was a good bit, a good version of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then did he damage the car? Ooh, I didn't check. I don't remember. I'm just thinking of the bus. I, I doubt they had time to. Probably not. Do, to they want to show do that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I did like they put that fake. Darkness, like almost that day for night, yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing like the over blue it. Hue. 
And watching it this morning, maybe it was just this TV or this room was too light or whatever, but I was like, I can't see shit. (laughs) (laughs) It was a moment of like, it's too dark. And I felt like my grandfather. It's just like... Um, but then we cut to, well, I guess it's credits then, and then we're at the Griffith Observatory, mm-hmm. a lot in this episode, yeah, which I just yeah. like that they went up there. It's a cool place. It's the coolest place ever. I, lo- I love it. It's so awesome. Everybody should go. Um, yeah, and he, he confers with uh, an astronomer there. Oh, this is, going back to my detailed notes, This is the, they just had the EPRAD press conference up there. Oh, shit. And it okay. opens with, you might not remember, that, it opens with him and Lois kind of like racing the other reporters to the payphones. And she's like, right, the whole time, right. she's just like, take out whoever is behind you. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. And like, he brings up a great point that like, Lois, the TV guides get on before us anyway. Like, why like, are we what? racing? Yeah, who cares? You know? <laughs> but they're all, all the reporters are racing and she shoves him into another guy and he takes the moment to be like, I'm, I'm so sorry. And like fixes his suit and yeah. stuff, you know? Like, don't, don't mind my partner. Yeah, and, and it's then when Lois is on the phone calling the story in that the astrologer, the scientist, whatever, pulls Clark aside and is like, hey, you know Superman, right? Like, could we talk to him tonight? And he's like, I don't know, no, maybe. Don't know. Yeah. yeah. We'll I'm, see. I'm already seeing, and I'm just going to note to the audience and you, I might be mixing these two episodes up a little That's bit. That's fair. Yeah. That's totally Cause fine. Because in, in Panic in the Sky, they we, go right we, to cut, we cut to the an observatory. Yeah. He's already there, mm-hmm. like, figuring it out. And he immediately goes off to handle it. When they do that here, they almost do the same shot of, like, astrologer looking up at the telescope and right, pulling right. back and Superman's there, you oh, know? Oh, nice, nice. Although in that one, Superman's just kind of looking up at the sky. Yeah. But in this one, he he looks through it and says, like, something like, well, I have my limits, too, and he has to use the telescope right. to, to and see in the it origi- clearly. In, in Panic in the Sky, the astronomer goes up to him and is like, you could probably see this better than me, but... And he's <laughs> like, he's yeah. he's literally just standing outside and just it's not hands moving behind anymore. him. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I noticed there was a lot more science in Panic in the Sky than Wasn't there, there is. Interesting, right? <laughs> I thought it was really strange, because, again, that was a show in the 50s, primarily... and. Really exclusively for kids, because the whole thing there right. was like, well, after you're 12 years old, you really shouldn't be looking at comic books or sure. giving a shit about Superman. I, I'd say, and, and I might be completely off base here, but I think science and being intelligent was cooler True. then. We might be having a nightfall asteroid at the moment, actually. That, oh, was, a, that was a really loud plane. That was a loud plane. But we're by Bob Hope, so what are you going to do? Yeah, but you know um, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, back then it was... It was Right around the space, just space before race. the space race, and so like that whole concept of like, there's stuff in outer space, and like there's technology to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people were a lot more into it and than the, they were in the '90s. And they did the focus on after he had hit the asteroid. Initially, it was just like, well, can we send a guided missile up? No, there's not a guided missile that's good enough to get up there yet. And right, then like right. it fell into orbit, so like that's gonna block out the sun twice a day now or whatever. Right, it was, which you I know? which I thought was super cool. Yeah, I liked it too. I was <laughs> yeah. just like, look at you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so much of that in Lois and Clark, though. No, a bit. it's a total, diff- totally different yeah. take on the show, though. So another, it's understandable. Another cool thing about it was watching a twenty-minute version of the story yeah. and a forty-minute version of right, the story. Right, exactly, exactly. Like, where they there's a lot. They, they 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 got to get a little wacky in Lois and Clark because yeah. of that. You know, with uh, uh, Clark going to jail and whatnot. Clark which was going to jail. Um, cat going to confession. Things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Which was you know. <laughs> 
I, it's like one of the closest semblance to an arc that character I think will ever get, right? Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> I had uh, it's whatever. Anyway, we we've learned that uh, they call it the Nightfall asteroid, which like fair enough. I like that name. Nightfall um, sounds like a, a villain. It should totally be a villain. It was it's cool. The only thing I know from it is the run in Batman where Bane breaks his back. Oh yeah, that was the Nightfall storyline. Oh, oh, that's cool. But it was it was Knight. You know, right, right, with a K. Because, because he's the. It's a little bit of a parallel there, because Superman gets all fucked up from this thing. I'll take it. That's fine. It's 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 a shallow. So so the asteroid is his bane. Yeah, is what I'm hearing. All right, let's call the asteroid bane for now. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Um, but then basically the same thing where like the astrologist and the the general or whatever kind of like uh, don't doesn't the military have some device that they could maybe use if i remember correctly uh yeah they talked about because then later on they tried to do it too they talked about a nuclear payload but right right they just kind of weren't they're like i don't know if we should do that there's gonna be fallout yeah exactly and superman's like i got this shit yo so like literally i think the next scene they're outside griffith observatory again and like superman's suiting up yeah uh we get he's getting that uh Interesting uh, oxygen mask. (laughs) And we get our fifth kiss in the series, fourth kiss in a row. We had a kiss in 109, 10, 11, and now 12. And I assume still none of these kisses count. None of these are the ones that I was thinking of. I got to listen to the episode in which I predicted when it would be, because I'm pretty sure I'm completely wrong. I think you said the end of season one as a significant kiss. Okay. I know which one I was thinking about, Yeah, and it's not here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we do get some cool like what I think is cool Superman knowledge stuff they say he can hold his breath for 20 minutes which is why they're giving him the extra air because they're like it's going to take you longer you know it's pretty far up Uh, and they also taught him the structural weaknesses so that if he's going at full speed Mm -hmm. I wrote this down He's going to hit it with a 50 megaton explosive force. That's badass. Which is a lot. Yeah. Know, like, yeah. 50 or 15? 50. Five zero. How big was like uh, something like a Hiroshima Ooh, or Nagasaki I don't know. Bomb? Let's, let's like look original, that up. Like original atom bomb. Uh, Hiroshima. Because I, I, imagine, I imagine it's slightly less than that. Well, I, I, I assume they would have given him more the benefit of the doubt yeah, yeah. in this show. But, I mean, I just like that type of stuff because I'm such a fucking weirdo. 15 kilotons 15 for kilotons a little boy. And Superman is 50 megaton. Oh, so we're talking on a whole nother scale. Exactly. Yeah, it's probably more like a modern nuke rather than a, yeah, a, maybe. Cla- a classic nuke. Yeah, a classic little boy. I've nuke. always preferred the classic nuke myself. <laughs> uh, sorry, every Japanese person ever. Say, Jesus. You know those modern nukes that haven't killed anybody yet? God, knock on wood. I'll take that. Fuck. Um, his last words quoted on the news report, which again... What do they do? Like, I, I don't understand why the Daily Planet tries so hard when all they do is watch the TV news in the bullpen. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> but his last words were, I'll do my best. Just, just the most Superman. And again, here, I enjoyed the special effects, too. I don't remember them being terrible. No, it's a, it's a cool shot where he hits the asteroid, and then it blows up, and he's thrown, and he kind of, like, tumbles outwards nice. from it too you know it's, oh, it's not yeah, yeah. great but it, it's, it's what they it'll had. do yeah. yeah like bryce said when we interviewed him like 
you get, get one an episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was their one. Yeah. And then they had to show that asteroid a bunch. So, yeah. you know, they did what they could. Yeah. And then we got the super, like, him, his fiery comet through the sky over Metropolis uh. when he lands, of course, naked in the Can hole. Can you, did you, is there, are there any strings involved? Any string watch? I didn't catch him. No. I caught them. In Panic in the Sky. As did I. Yeah. The And I didn't notice at first, but when they started cutting back to the mm-hmm. asteroid a lot, or the meteorite, yep. whatever they were calling it in this, um, and you got more opportunities to look <laughs> at the whole thing, and it's moving slightly, the, oh, then I picked I up I think the string. moving was the problem. I wonder yeah. if they had it just like on a C-stand or whatever before that, yeah, but then yeah, when yeah. they had it moving, it was a little bit of the... Oh, the, I, I, I don't know. know. Um, anyway. Uh, and then there was a comp shot or two of him flying that was like... Eh, eh. I was looking for strings. I never saw them. They weren't great it's, comps. It was, yeah, they did know, the like, best they could. I still enjoyed the shit. There was something, yeah, there was something about it that I was like, oh, maybe this is why I love that like Tim and Eric quality uh, <laughs> green screen sure. com- com- compositing. Because it kind of cracks me up, but it like feels homey to yeah. me in a way. It's it like feels... there's a sweetness to it. It might be because it's like a throwback to all that old stuff. And it's nice to just see kind of... Somebody made it. Yeah. You know? It's not perfect but yeah they tried right know? yeah you who cares know? yeah it's more more than uh, most can say about their uh special effects exactly. careers exactly exactly like i'll take that over you know, some of the other stuff that we yeah get and sometimes. let's note that ilm didn't didn't recreate the entire industry yet when this yeah that's when, true. when the original was made that's true um i also have a note here i don't know why i have it here but i said lois and clark is kind of the more believable version of the story and I think that's because of how much reaction we get from everybody of mm-hmm. like, the world's going to end in 55 hours. Literally, yeah. we're going to put a clock on the screen right. and say 55 hours, we're done. Yeah, yeah. We got a, Well, we got a lot more of that in the Lois and Clark episode. Yeah. We got, we got literally two shots of that in Panic in the Sky. Yeah, that's true. The that's... opening shot where everyone's looking in the sky, kind of like, uh-oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then after he blows it up and everyone's like, oh, tight, it stopped. And that's it. And then right. we never go back to them. Like, if you were to cut this down into the parallel scenes of each, that's what you would lose most of from Lois oh, and Clark. Oh, definitely. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, the one thing, I, we'll get to it, I guess. Well, we'll just jump to it now. The one thing I really like the addition of, though, is the Kents oh, in yeah. Lois and Clark. Who end up coming to Metropolis, mm-hmm. right, to uh, visit. We don't, they don't talk to him before that. They just get worried because he goes missing. I assume they know, you know, well, they would have watched him take off. And I'm sure he'd give him a call or whatever, you know, even drop by or whatever before right, right. he went to Griffith Observatory to do that. So when they realized... Because then pretty soon after that, the Daily Planet's like, Superman's missing. Like, we have no idea. And I assume after that, they jumped on a plane and was like, yeah, they're like, where's our kid? Yeah. Yeah. Because they do do a line at one point of like, Lois tells Amnesia Clark, like, hey, we tried to call your parents, but like, they didn't pick up, which might just be phone lines because everybody's calling everybody because the world's going to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But presumably they were already on the plane. Like, they're gone. And they, and they ultimately, are we jumping ahead or not? Are sure. we cool? Doesn't sure. matter. Because um, in in the Panic in the Sky, the way he comes out of his amnesia was kind, was not as rewarding uh-huh. as his parents forcing him out of it yeah. by like hitting him with the baseball bat, which was really fun. Because in Panic in the Sky, he just slams his hand down on a side table and breaks it. And was like, oh, I am Superman. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, when I jump out windows, I fly. Da-doy. 
um, right at the end in the nick of time, which was funny. But yeah, in in uh, Lois and Clark, you know, they go through this whole thing of trying to teach him. Though, like who, the ultimate moment of him remembering is also a little silly too, because like right. you're right. Like I love them taking him out of the balcony and pushing yeah, him over. They convince him, but he doesn't believe until yeah. They convince him that he's Superman. He doesn't get his memories or like remember how to do shit until Superman or Lois is talking to Clark because Clark has to like, well, tell me what you think of Superman. Oh, and she's yeah, like, oh, he's yeah. just the best. And then he goes into a quick little montage of the past ten episodes. Oh he's yeah, like, thanks, Lois. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I remember that now. Um, yeah, and that's sweet, and it, and it harkens back to building their relationship and, and, and making that the core of the show. So, mm-hmm. so it makes sense that they went that route. Oh, that's a good point, too. But uh, again, I do love the thing. I love Jonathan getting the baseball bat and saying, like, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you, and it does, because it yeah. just breaks it's over like, him, ow. and he's just like, oh, oh, my God, and shaking his hand. Dude, yeah. We get a nice thing. Back to the chronology of the episode, when mm-hmm. he lands... In the little hole, and the the bum finds him. Oh, that's right. I knew we skipped ahead. <laughs> um, Clark's like the guy's just like let's let's get you like clothes and like a hot meal. Let's go to the shelter. And Clark does like a I don't, no, I'm not fine. And he goes, "Don't put the shelter down, boy. You're sleeping in a hole." <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line. <laughs> and then he hands him glasses and says, yeah. "Put these on. At least you won't look so dumb." And I'm like. Dude, most, all right, fair enough. That's I don't know if you know this, but that's kind of a bum thing, actually. Like in the underground <laughs> world of a street living, always tossing glasses around. No, well, they trade glasses so that if they need to, they can like walk in somewhere wearing glasses and be like, "I'm I'm normal." I'll take that. They totally do that. I okay. didn't. I did not make that up. Right? No, because you said it really, really dry, so I wasn't sure. Um. <laughs> Did we we already talked about glasses, no glasses in yeah, panic? I, I don't really in this right. Okay. Yeah, we don't I'm need not to go really back sure. Again, that might just be a thing of the show that they established previously, but that it's not just about the glasses. Yeah. Whereas it seems in every modern Superman thing, it's just about the glasses. True. They do kind of hit on thematically, I guess that I don't think it was intentionally in Panic in the Sky with. Uh, him questioning, like, well, is Superman's powers, do they come from his suit? Or I like that. do they come from his insides mm-hmm. or whatever? Because, like, um, Jimmy comes to him and he's sitting in his apartment going, like, maybe I'm suit. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And he basically asks if it's the greatest, what is it, greatest American hero? What is the God, old TV show where the kid does have the powers to the suit? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know what that is. God damn! Somebody will. But he, he us. references it and asks. I just well, no, he doesn't. Because I think it was like an '80s show, so like oh, not directly, okay. but that type of thing of like, is it like if I put on this these suits I found in this secret closet, mm-hmm. am I gonna be Superman? Exactly. And Jimmy has to be like the no, the suit's just a suit. You know, he's Superman. Yeah, I gotta say that was my favorite scene in, in that episode because he because the the core of Clark Kent, uh, you know, being like a good. Um, good-hearted, like self-sacrificing mm-hmm. man, like comes out and he's like, "Well, I don't know who Superman is, but I know someone's got to fill those yeah. shoes." And he's like, "Fuck it, I'm putting the suit on. And <laughs> hopefully, I can fly." And um, it was almost like, even if I'm not sure if I am Superman, if the suit's gonna give me powers, I'll be Superman. I'll do it. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was really sweet. They touch on it here too in um, Lois and Clark, where the the psychiatrist or whoever at the police station they get to examine him. 
says he has a Superman complex because he's a chronic yeah. do-gooder. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Which is adorable. <laughs> also, we get Detective Munch in this episode. Well, they call him... He's actually Detective Henderson in this mm-hmm. show. Do Does you he come watch? back? I don't remember him. He comes back a bit. He's actually the second Detective Henderson. I think in the first or second episode we had one who okay. is who is like a black man and very short. Got it. And then we get tall, skinny Richard Belzer as the second okay. Detective okay. Henderson. And he comes back a few times, but... Do you ever watch Law and Order or SVU? No, no. He's Detective Munch. Oh shit! And Detective okay. Munch is one of those characters that, like, that actor has appeared as Detective Munch originally in Homicide: Life in the Street. He was a long-standing member of SVU, okay, and because of that, went to every other Law and Order. Sure. A couple other crime shows. He was Detective Munch in an episode of The X Files. Like what? That's he's, awesome. He's um. He's Detective Munch in Arrested Development. Like he's always really? that character. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's I didn't. I didn't funny. recognize him, but that's awesome. I'll have to keep an eye out. I'd only recognize him from Arrested Development, probably. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I've never watched a lot of those procedurals, but yeah. So it's one of those things where like nobody should really ask whether that means that Arrested Development is in the same world as the X Files and Law and Order. But I it's think that funny. they do. Yeah, it's just funny to see that. <laughs> That's but he's not what Mun- it is. he's not munching this because that would be awesome. No, because then we Detective could link all of those worlds if together. Only that could happen. <laughs> uh, no, I wish he was munched. Though. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get you know Clark is released into Lois's custody essentially because he didn't really do right. anything wrong. Yeah, just, and they're just like we don't know what to do with him. Yeah, exactly. Cat yeah. immediately tries to accost. Yeah, <laughs> Clark. She's, she's gonna take advantage of him. Yep. Um, we do get some comics references in this, oh, like those which, of course, from Bryce, since mm-hmm. he knew his stuff. Yeah, nice work, Bryce. Um, Jimmy comes to Perry when they're, sitting, they're they're trying to find out what happened to Superman, and like, yeah, you know. So uh, Jimmy says, like, you know, people reported seeing an asteroid or something crash land near Hobbs Bay in Suicide Slum. Right, Hobbs which Bay both... we've talked about before. Okay. Is from the comics. Suicide Slum is also... Is Hobbs Bay... No, you go on. You go on. No, that's all. I just, I like when they use those elements of the comics of just, like, the neighborhoods. Or like, yeah. You get I, that now in the Batman stuff, too, of, like, they're always talking about, um... Oh, my God, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, the Narrows of Gotham, because that's okay. where a lot of Batman Begins was. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And all that. So they're just referenced in this episode. We don't go there. We do, because that's where he had landed, is in Suicide Slum. Got it, got it. I, 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 my question was, have we been to any of those places before in this show? I feel um, like we've been to the Bay. Yeah, Hobbs Bay is used a lot. Like That's where um, Lex's nuclear power plant that's went right. bad, because yeah, it was yeah, superheating yeah. Hobbs was it Bay in the, Was it in the Christmas episode? Was no, that Hobbs Bay? No, that was just the reservoir, I oh, think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, no, Lex was superheating Hobbs Bay and Man of Steel bars. Right, what was right, right. There. Okay. Um, I don't think we've had Suicide Slum in the past. Though, when when Jimmy and Perry go to investigate it, because, like, I, I'm... We've discussed I know the lot very well. Yeah. When he landed, I'm like, I don't, I don't really know where this is on the lot. Sure. And then when Jimmy and Perry go to it, they show a thing in the background of it. It looks like scaffolding, or maybe they're trying to play it off as a telephone wire or whatever. Sure. The Warner Brothers 
uh, water tower is in oh, the back, or the legs of it nice, are, and I'm like, nice. oh, I immediately know where we are now. <laughs> uh, dude, we still got to do WB tour. That would be fun. That'd be so you much tell fun. Tell me all your knowledge too, I, and you'll I'll... drive our tour guide insane. Oh, it'll be awesome. They would hate us. We could <laughs> never do that to them. But it'd be fun just to go to take pictures. And yeah, be like, yeah. Here we are. Yeah, I'm down. Um, but yeah, so like, I always like it when they. They crack a book or they show like, yeah, we care. We you know, know a little bit. Yeah. yeah exactly. We're doing a little bit of research. Doing here. a little work. And this episode more than most since this is actually a remake of a remake. Yeah, kind of on multiple multiple levels here, which is cool. Yeah, it's nice. The other nice addition in the Lois and Clark version is that Lex Luthor is a character who does yeah. some crazy shit yeah. every once in a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We didn't get him in the George Reeves episode. Was he even, a, he was a character in that, I, I assume. I don't think so. Interesting. I because I wasn't he in the original comics. Uh, he was. He was a mad scientist character in some of the comics. I don't not like initially. Okay. But at some point. Okay. And then he I, lost his hair because okay. he came in with a full head of red hair. Yeah, I remember him, and he yeah. was kind of. I thought he was like a businessman. In no, in later, he turns in. He turns into yeah. okay. Because like they, he's still a brilliant scientist or whatever. Okay. But they go like, oh well, in this, I think it was, I think, it was in the eighties with the Man of Steel okay. reboot. Is what they called it. Uh, John Burns drew it and wrote it, and I think then is where they go like, if he was really this smart, he would also be a captain of industry. Oh yeah. So okay. they make him CEO of LexCorp, oh, and okay. he's also still. He's in that position because he built himself up because he's brilliant. Yeah, because this is all his stuff. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Um, so I, I, I like Lex in here. I, we, we learn Lex's credo is hope for the best, plan for the worst. Mm-hmm. And he does say credo when he does it. Of course he does. It's John Shea. That's what he does. <laughs> but he does something really creepy in this episode. I don't recall. What was it? He, um, he brings Lois by. Oh, to fuck. Uh, yeah, I think Jesus. like five hundred meters. Oh yeah, five hundred meters below Metropolis, into his like arc slash mall. Yeah, his uh, his. Uh, oh, what is the show? His apocalypse bunker. Yeah, there's some there sh- there's some there's some show about people who like build those. Oh really? Yeah, like a like a docu show. Yeah, it's pretty I good. See that I, shit. I wish I could remember what it was called. Oh man. Um, That'd be good for after high profits. Yeah. Just be paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, this is where, if you remember, he builds the ark and he recreates... Her fucking room. Yeah. <laughs> or apartment, even. Wasn't it her it whole her, apartment? Her apartment. Good God. And he's like, do you like it? And she's like, of course I like it. I decorated it. But like... <laughs> but what the fuck are you, what doing, are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> And this is where we get, like, the evilest music we've ever gotten with Lex at this point. Right, right. Because it's just straight up creepy shit, yeah, what he's yeah. doing. He's really... Uh, he's gone down an interesting path, yeah. we'll say. Three years alone is a long time without companionship. It's a line that he utters, which is basically, <laughs> why don't you come in the ark so you can survive and I'll have something to stick it in yeah. while we're down Because I ain't jerking it for three years. No, apparently not. So. Yeah. And the butler... Butler. What's his butler's name? Nigel. (laughs) Nigel doesn't... Nigel does not put out every night. Nigel's not in this episode. It's a sobby, is his... Man, like, it's weird that they kind of jump in between... Oh, yeah. Henchmen. I wonder if that was a production production thing or not. Yeah, maybe the guy was, like, in a play or... Mm -hmm. 
doing an episode of whatever else. You yeah. Know? Or they shot him in a totally different order. That's also always or, a possibility. Or it took a long time to do the special effects for this episode, so it came way later, <laughs> which is actually probably pretty likely. Should we just suspect that of every episode? I think, now, maybe, I think maybe. I think maybe. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, at the Daily Planet, things have gotten so bad that Perry actually tells Jimmy to write the story about <laughs> we're trying to find Superman. Which you definitely want a aspiring photographer writing your copy. Oh, totally. First of all. Well, to the point later on when he, Jimmy hands in the story and Perry's like, uh, let's get you a partner on this next yeah. time. And we I love find that he's out, not an asshole about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we find out Lois... Basically re- rewrote him and shared the byline with him, you know? It was very sweet of her, because yeah. that's not like her. Normally she'd be like, well, I fucking rewrote the damn thing. Yeah, but the world's ending, so what are you going to do? Yeah. This is also, like, Lois, at one point in this episode where, like, everyone's kind of, like, pairing off and we're doing that stuff of, like, the world's ending. How's everyone reacting to it? She's out on the street at a payphone calling Clark and being like, hey, you want to hang out or something? I'm lonely, you know? And it just seems like, woman, get inside. It's the end of the world. Like, this is dangerous, you know? Sure, but that's a really sweet moment because, you know, we've come so far on the show and we are developing a little bit of a caring relationship between the two of them. Yeah. So it's nice to see that seed continuing to sprout, Mm -hmm. which even though, I mean, we've skipped ahead to the Christmas episode of season two, hasn't fully sprouted by then. No. Um... But it's better, it's less antagonistic, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. In, in that specific episode. Obviously, you'll have to judge when we actually get there. Yeah, I don't know where that exactly that. fits in yeah. at all. Um, but I mean, it's cool. I, I like it. Uh, this is where we get the Kents, though, like trying to convince him that he's Superman. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, Eprad does fire a nuclear missile up at the thing. But they miss it by a, like, it's a whiff. You know, like, they completely <laughs> miss the thing. Right. Why are they firing it up again? Is it the because same? Because they can't find Superman. So okay. they're like, look, the world can either die mm-hmm. or we could try to stop this and have to deal with Fallout. Did his, uh, I'm, I'm confused because I remember what happens in Panic at this guy. He, uh, he stops it, but then puts it in orbit, which fucks up the weather and, mm-hmm. and the tides and stuff on Earth. Is that what happens in this episode, or was it like he didn't fully... I don't, I don't fully remember what, what, he, I think what, he, what went he, wrong. I think he knocked it slower a bit, mm-hmm. but it was still coming. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, in this one, it's not stuck in orbit. It is literally still coming. It's still going to come in. It's going <laughs> to... Yeah, because, like... Later on, Lois even says, like, we're all going to the Daily Planet for impact. Oh, And God. I'm just like, okay, A, the Daily Planet's a death cult. Yeah. And B, like, <laughs> impact <laughs> is not something that, like, we should all be together for it. Like, no, you're going to die. So it doesn't really matter, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to be with my loved ones. Well, though. me too. But, like, I wouldn't be want to be at work, A. Sure. I'm and right it, there with it's you. It's another thing of, like, she leaves Lex's bunker arc whatever underground thing oh, is because right. she's like if the world's gonna end I wanna be there to see what comes next and I'm like they've already said this thing is bigger than what killed the dinosaurs like everybody yeah. dead everybody dead yeah if you wanna see what comes next then your only option is to stay yeah, in your exactly. underground apartment be a concubine for like three years it'll be fine yeah at least you've got your apartment yeah and then you go back up I mean John Shea's gotta be like decent in bed at least at least he says words beautifully yeah. Yeah. We should talk to him. We should. He's we, amazing. I, yeah, I'm sure he's busy doing plays and stuff. I but. bet he says preface. 
So if we ever talk to him, your whole mission would be to get him say preface. My whole mission will be to find as many words in which there are multiple ways to pronounce them and get him to say them Interesting. in whatever way he chooses. We got to make a list and like that's going to be my one goal. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one now that I want to hear him say, but just like um, anything. I just love to hear him say to me, Superman. <laughs> Superman. Superman. Oh, it's so much Oh, we got to get him on here. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, we doing... got to get him to like do like an announcement for the podcast or something. That'd be like, super The new adventures of Superman. He, like we use that that thing every once in a while when we have to break in episodes of like Lois and Clark will continue in a moment. I will. But is we that could get that. Fucking asshole I don't know. Me. Carolina is just laughing her ass off upstairs right now. I'm trying to edit the podcast and you guys are funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it our breakdown? It's Snooki's birthday what? party? Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember talking what about that. Oh, maybe, maybe it turned out better than we thought. What did we talk about? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Anyway, back to this. This is where we get some crazy. This is where Kat goes to confession. Oh, God. And basically, they, they play the evil... They play her as the evil, unloved whore in this. Yeah. Who's, coming, is... who's basically coming to Christ. Yeah. And then so I can't say I'm like super stoked on. No, but this is where I liked the joke because it cleansed her of feeling that way. Because at the end of that, you know, they're, they're kind of laying it on hard because she really is unhappy with herself. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, she's basically talking to the minister, like, "Aren't there anything, any pleasures uh, you've always wanted to experience?" And then he leaves, and you hear him running down the hall. <laughs> And I'm just like, at least that kind of saves her from hating herself. Yeah, a like little she bit. still like stays true to that version yeah. of herself a little bit. Because it, 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 it felt so like it's very. Oh, ju- it sounds a little really bad for her. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and it wasn't even the priest talking because it was her saying like, "I've always found comfort in loveless relationships." Yeah. Is basically yeah. what it is, and it's just like that's fine. You yeah, know, like, it is. It is. Don't bring her down. For that, I don't know. Sure, sure. Well, I think I think that probably the intention there is that generally when someone is into that thing, that sort of thing, which is a completely normal thing, mm-hmm. um, they you know they've had some sort of trauma in the past in the context of relationships. You know, maybe she had really terrible uh, marital problem. Maybe her yeah. parents had really terrible marital. You know, which makes you kind of freaked out by that. Or stuff. Or just a terrible long term relationship that made her go you're like. Oh, nope. never doing this again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a perfectly reasonable state to be in. Um, and it's just, it's always sad to watch someone beat themselves up. I know that I make you sad all the time. Because <laughs> when you beat I'm yourself up. full of self-hate. <laughs> <laughs> but don't be a cat. Make a joke about it at the end. I usually do. I usually do. <laughs> then you'll be fine. Uh, on a totally different note, there is a scene here at the Daily Planet. Terry Hatcher has never looked better. She looks what is she so wearing? good. Uh, we'll post a picture, I guess, okay. maybe when, when we post this episode up. She's in like a black, kind of, like, I don't mean this to be titillating, kind of yeah. see-through shirt. Obviously, okay, she has something sheer. on underneath it. And just like, she turns around to talk to the chief real quick, and I'm just like, oh my god. I'm sure she's lit really well. Oh my god. <laughs> That's when she's talking about, um, the chief's like, well, aren't you going to be with your family? And she's like, well, we're kind of thrown out everywhere, but we actually got everybody on the phone line for like five minutes, and mom and dad even pretended to be nice, and uh-huh. that's kind of what where she leaves it with yeah, her family. Yeah. And she asked the same thing of chief, of the chief, 
and he says Alice is visiting the boys, which like I wrote down because I'm like, okay, we learn he's got boys, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, good to know. I don't think we ever <laughs> see them, but like, yeah, established, he's got a life, he's got a family. You know? Do we? Do they ever cast Alice? Because I want to know who she is. No, we, we only. She's kind of. She's the unseen character. She's yeah. like a few times she's in the background, but you don't really okay. see her. You know? Yes, that's a fun thing. I, I like that. Yeah. Again, a very sitcomy thing, you yeah, know. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, then, you know, the Kents are teaching in the fly. He falls into the alley that we've seen a bunch of times. Yeah. Lois, Lois tells him about him. Superman and, you know, I'm going to go die at the Daily Planet with everybody else. See ya. <laughs> uh, and then after he gets his memory back, she says, I love you. Yeah, you know, like, like a brother. And then she leaves and he does like the, <laughs> yep, definitely remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a nice moment of like <laughs> setting them, because they've been really close that whole episode. Yeah. Because yeah. the world's going to explode. Yeah. And that's a perfect moment to reiterate because it's like, remember, you want me to say this and I kind of don't ever say it exactly right. how you want me to. It, it's almost yeah. like literally seeing the reset moment for yeah. the episode in the episode. Yeah. 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 Because you know? the world's changed. So they're acting differently. Yeah. But then, yeah, and that starts, and that starts the the that's the catalyst to fixing and yes. changing everything back to the normal world. So then we go out, and Superman, instead of blowing it up, he stops it and then reverses it and pushes it back out in space. Right, right, right. Which maybe should have been the idea in the first place. Yeah, maybe maybe Mario Brothers, Mario know. Brothers punching <laughs> the fucking thing like with your head is not the best way to go, Superman. <laughs> Um, this was a moment, though, of, like, Superman pushing a thing back out into space. That happens in Superman Returns, the movie. So, once again, Lois and Clark did it first. Did it first. Nobody can see my big, stupid hands in the air when I do that, but I get really excited. Yeah. Wait, what did he do in Panic in the Sky, though? Did he push it? Uh, I I think he hit it again. I think he hit it again. I think he hit it again and blew it up. Yeah, he blew it up. He blew it up, because I remember they, like animated the explosion yes it was animated smoke yeah, right yeah they animated the explosion which was really cool yep i was like that was, was that was fast enough to where i was like just noticed it was animated and didn't hate it but it was it was yeah, fine yeah. yeah the first time they ever made superman fly in live action serials the actor would do up up and away and then it would become an animated superman cartoon what flying in the sky. like it looked oh that's kind of shit like interesting at the time people were like Fuck this! Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> so for the TV show, though it never looked great, they're just like, no, it's gonna be him. Yeah, yeah. whatever we do, we can't it's show funny. him take off. But it's that's gonna be that's him. So, so funny because that's such a parallel to you know early CG adoption. Yeah, everyone's just like, fuck this shit. Very much so. And now it's just the way it is. Um, but that was our big super save. We got. Basically, super saved the world twice in this episode. Yeah, so yeah. stakes are pretty high. Yeah, this is a high stakes episode. Yep. Uh, maybe the most high, the highest we've seen the, the stakes. The highest of the stakes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we get people are making a riot mess on the street, which you didn't rewatch it too recently, <laughs> no. but like they're just throwing confetti everywhere. Oh, those assholes! And it lo- like sh- almost like shredded newspaper is probably what it was because it's yeah. in front of the Daily Planet. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm just like, this isn't a celebration. This is a mess. You know, like, <laughs> you're just doing decoupage badly on the street. Like yeah. that's not cool. Who's gonna right? sweep this up, exactly. assholes? <laughs> uh, and then uh, we just get the a- janitors at WB. Yeah, basically. <laughs> then we just get a quick wrap up, and the Daily Planet cat tries to attack him one more time. Back to and a regular old self. Yeah, Lois and Clark toast with their. 
the world's not dead yet champagne uh-huh. and fade out. Yeah, yeah. But it's a pretty cool. It's a, it's a fun it's, one. It's really cool. I think this is Bryce's last episode. Yeah, right. Yeah. Last at least story credit. Right, right, right. Because he's he stays on as a producer till the end. But right, 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 right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but just the last right written one. Um, but I, I think it's a good swan song to go out on, though, because I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he did He did good. This one was fun, and he got to play with the old stuff that inspired him to, and exactly. got him excited about the show in the first place, so that's really cool. That's a super cool thing. I'm um, trying to think, was there anything else from Panic in the Sky that should be... D- oh, I, I... Go ahead. I had, I had two things about that. Okay. A, when he first lands, after he hits the asteroid first and gets amnesia, mm-hmm. he lands in the middle of like a rocky road, mm-hmm. and a car is coming, and he's, he's Superman, you mm-hmm. know? He stumbles behind a rock and changes into Clark Kent really yeah. quick. Yeah, which, yeah, like, I wanted to bring that up. How? How does he do it, one? like, yeah. How did he have his clothes? Two, why did he know to do More it? More important question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but I guess in the same way... Also, yeah, like, ugh. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> In the same way, like, how did he know to stumble back to his apartment just because of the key? He says, like, well, I had the key, That's and right. this seemed like the right place. <laughs> One of my, like, four notes from that episode is because it starts with Jimmy just sitting in that apartment. Uh-huh. And I didn't know it was Clark's, and I'm just like, shit, Jimmy's got a nice apartment. Like, look at this. He's doing good. He doesn't the middle class anything. was well and alive in yeah, the 50s. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing is, okay, I'm remembering now how... Because he does explode the planet because mm. he gets that little box of yeah, it's like magic, a, yeah, a nuclear explosive apparently, basically, because that's how big they are. But he lands on the asteroid and does it, and yeah. I was very confused when he did it because it was the same location of like the rocky road. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, oh yeah. I just it was a also moment. I, was I like, love wait, that like they designed it just to blow up as soon as the switch was flipped. Yeah, that too. seems shitty. I like, thought he'd have some sort of countdown of like okay. Flip the switch, then get the fuck yeah. off the rock. They're like, rock. no, well, I mean, you got amnesia from uh, punching it, but like, yeah. we know you can handle it. If we put you near a, a nuclear nuke. explosion, should, it should be fine. Should be fine, and it was. It, it, yeah, it turns out they were right. I yeah. I also... Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just like he just flies, you know, he just comfortably back to Earth. Yeah, like, 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 no like, big no big deal. Whatever. <laughs> I wanted to comment on uh, the differences between Perry in this episode and our Perry. Because this Perry like, of the George Reeves Perry, yeah, because mm-hmm. he's kind of in. He's a lot more mean. He's a lot more um, like that. That stereotypical version of the newspaper man. He's Business just man. like, yeah. yeah, we gotta get this shit done. And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't, I don't care if you have amnesia. You're, you're, you're my best writer or whatever. <laughs> Went home. Yeah. Yeah, and it took him like many attempts at forcing him to remain before he finally is like. All right, kid. And it, and it comes down to when he's like, "You got to find Superman." He's like, "Yeah, sure. I'll I'll look at all the records and I'll I'll, I'll talk to people on the street." And he's like, "All right, get now. Okay, just, this is just not go working. home. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> he, uh, he's literally on the phone on two different phones in that episode too. Yeah, he's like yeah. talking to the mayor and like the president. So you know, like, did you? <laughs> The world rotates because Perry White's in that office. Yeah. At know? first, when he's talking, he, he when he moves to the, the, the phone with the mayor on it, uh-huh. um, I think he must have been talking to like the mayor's aide or something, because when oh, he moves okay. to it, he says, the mayor? And I thought, <laughs> and, and to me, I interpreted that as like, oh, he just calls the mayor, the, the mayor. mayor. Um, what do you when, call him? Yeah. <laughs> mayor Marshall. Uh, yeah. No, the mayor. The mayor. Uh, if I ever meet a mayor, I'm calling him, hello, the mayor. Hello, the mayor. Um... Because I think thought that was funny. 
<laughs> that, that's a good point too. And like I'm trying to think, like they kind of treat Jimmy the same. Although Jimmy in Lois and Clark like wants to further his career a bit. Yeah, like, you know? yeah. Whereas this Jimmy's like, yeah, I'm good. You know. Yes, yeah. I was gonna do the flowers, but if you don't want me to do flowers, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait at Mister um, Kent's apartment. I think this was a parallel and maybe a direct reference. Uh, Perry, uh, when he finally gives up on Clark, he uh-huh. says, oh, Caesar's ghost. Right, Caesar's and ghost. Think, That's what he used to say. Yeah, and I think, does he say it only in this, or did he say it also in Lois and Clark? It, well, I don't know if he said it in this episode. I don't remember. He, his saying in Lois and Clark is, like, purposefully, instead of great Caesar's ghost, it's great shades of Elvis. That's right. Okay. Don't know okay. what it means. I wrote that down because I wasn't sure. I didn't know Elvis came in shades, but he says it a lot. I don't even know what <laughs> Great varying shades of, shades of Elvis look like, but that's what there's it is. There's like thin uh, new Elvis, <laughs> oh, oh. and then there's like fat drugged out Elvis. Oh, okay. I thought it was like when you do a velvet Elvis on different colors of velvet. Like, I buy that too. <laughs> you know, Maybe like, it's all of those. You okay. know? There's like fat Elvis in white. There's fat Elvis in Purple. whatever other yeah. color he wore. Mauve. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, another thing from Panic in the Sky that I thought was a Lois and Clark invention, but turns out it was from that show, uh-huh. Superman keeps the suits in a secret closet. Yes, which I liked a lot. Didn't know about it. I, 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 I'm fine with the Superman suit and the George Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, thought it was hilarious how much they just looked like sweaters. Yes, When they were too. hung up, I was like, nice Superman sweaters. I almost in my head was like, what are, like... When do you wear those, dude? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then but I realized, also, oh, that's totally the actual one. And but. I was thinking about that because, like, his, we've seen one in person, but, like, also on the rack when Martha pulls him out. Yeah. His are literally, it's a leotard, or a unitard. Uh-huh. It's a full bodysuit. Yeah. And then he puts the trunks on over it. Yeah. Those yeah. old ones, because his belt and his waist is so high, because yeah. it's the 50s, it just has to it's be the sweater. And then he yeah. can just put tights on underneath. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just... Stupid things I noticed, but I'm just uh-huh. like, oh, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of yeah. cute. Yeah. It was, it was cool. But I, I enjoyed doing both of these together. This is the only one that's a remake, though. So this is the only time we really? can do this. Wow, I'm yeah. surprised they didn't do that more because um, I, I liked it a lot. Well, I did too. I liked it for the podcast purposes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and I liked the episode a lot too. But I mean, there's so much material to pull from. So like, I get it, and uh, maybe there's rights a rights situation maybe. or something there. So. Um, this is also, you know, like, it was typical of a show like this at the time, and even before that, like, the Batman, the Adam West Batman, they're not pulling from the comics, because they don't really have the reverence for it yeah. that pop culture does now. Sure, sure. Whereas, like, you watch Arrow or The Flash right now, they're not doing a straight-up story, like, an adaptation, Yeah. but they're pulling in a lot yeah. of elements from Okay, it. kind of like uh, Brian Fuller style on Hannibal, where yeah, it's like exactly. he's doing the greatest hits of the Flash comics. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's such an interesting approach to adapting uh, a source material into a show. I love that. It's really, it's, it's really cool. It's a cool way to do it. Because it's not boring for the people that know it. Yeah. It's even more exciting because, A, it's a new story, but yeah. you're still bringing in, like... Elements from like it. holy shit, they did Gorilla City on the Flash, yeah, which is yeah. literally a city of hyper intelligent gorillas. I've never been happier. Yeah, like that yeah. was amazing. So cool. <laughs> but again, to- it's not like the same story from the comic. Totally different version right, of it. Right. But it, 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 they kind of end in the same place, so they yeah, hit the yeah. same notes at some point. Yeah, the big the big beats, the big changes right. are usually the same, and then the the minutia are kind of scrambled totally. to, to have fun and keep it interesting and and serve the show because you know a 
storytelling on television is much different from film, comics, books, etc. Exactly. But even um, like what they do, we talked about it earlier, what they're doing with Batman and Superman. That, that suit, mm-hmm. specifically, the yeah, Frank yeah. Miller Dark Knight Returns suit is in this movie. Yeah. Gives me so much confidence that something right is going to There should happen. be some good stuff. And, you know, exactly. as much as I kind of give David Ayer shit, uh-huh. um, he's got a lot of reverence for Batman and the David comics. Ayer. Oh, uh, Zack Snyder. I, I, David Ayer is doing Suicide Squad. Uh, God damn it. You're I always say, I always say David Ayer. And I didn't mean David Ayer. I mean uh, Goyer. David oh, Goyer. Oh, Goyer. Um, sorry, both of you guys. Yes, I'm um, sure they're fine. But Goyer has a ton of reverence for Batman and Superman. Totally. And, and even though maybe I don't agree with all the things that he's doing, like he's he has intention. He's trying to do something. Yeah. And I, you know, that's that's fine. And I believe in him to like find something interesting and go an interesting route. Did so he... maybe we'll see more of the aftermath of what happened in Man of Steel in this one that will maybe alleviate some of it. Well, like specifically, I think the thing was that like what. I think the pitch was basically like, all right, well, what if Batman's as pissed off about this as the internet is? Yeah. What if that's the next movie? You know, which I think is really cool. He saw what happened and went, fuck no. Mm -hmm. I honestly, having watched it, I really think the only thing, having watched the trailer, the only things (laughs) I'm really concerned about are uh, Lex Luthor Mm -hmm. and um, Wonder Woman. Oh, see, I think she'll be fine. I think she'll be fine as a character, yeah. as an actor, actress, and all that. But like the way she came in into the trailer, I swear yeah. to God, if they fucking do that, like I'm gonna be so annoyed. The usage of her, yeah, because yeah. it's kind of Deus Ex Machina in a way, mm-hmm. and it's also kind of. Though know. I love her being the machine from God. Like you know, I yeah, love yeah. that these two guys couldn't figure it out until she sure. came in the mix. I hope there's at least some form of developing her. I think there way. will be because we've seen pictures of you know Bruce and Diana dancing. Okay. So like, there that's, will definitely that's be... gotta happen before the climax. Yeah, with apocalypse. there will definitely. I think it's not apocalypse. At that... What is his name? Doomsday. Doomsday. Jesus. Apocalypse is X Men. There's just too. There's so much superheroes going <laughs> I know. on. Um, I think that they dance or they meet up at that party okay. where Lex is like Bruce Wayne, make Clark Kent. Yeah. God, Don't I get hope. In a fight with this guy or I, I fucking hope because I, I I love Jesse Eisenberg. Um, I hope that it is good, Me but too. like that version of Lex is so different that no. like I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one. I heard Kevin Smith float this idea on a podcast, and like take that into consideration when I tell you who he wanted to cast. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Oh fuck! That would because he is the smarmiest. But, like, also charmingest motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He's bald. He looks great bald. And mm. you would totally buy him as the head of this giant corporation. Yeah. You know? He, yeah. Because he, oh, he's good at being kind of a an a, a lovable asshole. Yeah. And yeah. you would also, I feel like, buy the venom of, like, this goddamn alien came into my city and he's trying to be the golden child. Uh, I'm going to take him the fuck dude, out. promise you his quote is, like, five... Five to twenty times bigger than Jesse Eisenberg's. <laughs> promise you, <laughs> and and it's contingent on like after this we do the Lex Luthor movie, and they're like, ah. yeah. Also, also know. I've heard he's like kind of like it's hard to get along with him. He yeah, doesn't, he doesn't whole, get along with everyone. That was so. like Kevin Smith's point yeah. of like he made a movie with a cop out. 
Yeah. And like apparently he was just fucking awful to work with. Really? Like That's all, all of this is from what I've heard of his podcast, you know? Yeah, but like yeah. they hated each other. That's so him saying like, Yeah, give this guy money to do this yeah. is a different thing. But like once he said it, I'm like Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be perfect. Well, you know, that's what's cool about Kevin Smith is that there's no ego there. It's really just about like, let's yeah. make the best version of this fucking movie. <laughs> oh, I thought that's a real filmmaker mind. I, I made a movie about a seal and everybody hated it. Whatever. Yeah. I'm off, you know, yeah, like, fuck it. Like comes the next one. Dude, by the way, Tusk is fucking awesome. I don't I've never what, seen it. I don't care what anyone says. I've never seen it. You know my weird sense of humor? Yeah. It's note that it's that kind of awesome. Okay. Like it's smart kids awesome. Because now they're doing the movie about uh, Depp's character from it. Well, it's Depp's kid and Kevin Smith's kid, Harley Quinn Smith. What? Yeah, they're Wait, like Kevin they, Smith's kid is Harley Quinn. Yeah, he named her Harley. Oh, what a what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, her and Johnny Depp's daughter, I don't know her okay. name, are now in some movie where I think like they take on demons or something what? and Johnny Depp's character is he's again in it and reprised. Yeah. He's so funny. He's he's one of the best parts of them. It's a good movie. <laughs> now I want to watch Tusk. The acting's great. Okay. The the idea is absurd, but the execution on all other levels really? is awesome. Cuz the only stuff I ever watched of him was like the View Askew stuff. Was like, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob mm-hmm. and Dogma mm-hmm. and it's very Tarks. it's got that it's got that same kind of uh, uh, like humor punk or? like punk punkish humor mm-hmm. um, and like that same kind of pacing mm-hmm. um, and that like he's really good at building a world that's very normal but ha- can have a really strange element a in twist it. to it yeah yeah it just it, it, it I, I'm a big fan of it you know being you know not the hugest fan of Kevin Smith. As I a love filmmaker, Dog- no. As a podcaster, I fucking love him. Yeah, yeah I can listen to him for days and yeah. days. Um, also, As an I- interview, he's awesome. Have oh, yeah. you ever seen... Did I ever make you watch The uh, the Death of Superman Lives? Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. awesome He's in great in that. He's one of the best uh, best people on it. For people that don't know, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you've known something of Superman, at yeah. least. There's, um, uh, I think his name is John Shep. Yeah, that sounds right. An int- er, er, a documentary about Tim Burton's failed movie that was going to be called Superman Lives. That he was doing a version of Superman with Nick Cage as Superman. Mm-hmm. And then basically... And Joel giant Sh- spiders, yes. for sure. And then basically, <laughs> Joel Shoemaker's Batman and Robin happened. And yeah. the studio went, fuck the superhero shit. No more, Tim. Yeah, yeah. And that was the end of it. But like they had got really far into the development. To the point where we have... At Prop Store, we've dealt with art. And yeah, we had we got a lot of art, from a lot of stuff yeah, from that yeah, movie, which was cool. But um, awesome, awesome documentary. And Kevin Smith wrote one of the three main drafts, right, right, of right. it. So he had a lot. To God, say that was about one of my it. that was one of my favorite things as a writer to see the progression of the different writers mm-hmm. involved with it. Because at first, it started off with someone like really passionate about it, and then as you watch, like the people's like really interest in Batman or Superman Super- really dwindles. Yeah. And the guy at the end, who I'm sure is a fine writer, just didn't see. He was very much like, yeah, I just did it. It was whatever. 
I didn't get the whole Superman thing. Was but basically I, yeah, was, point, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I bet that's how like most uh, yeah like rewrites happen. Is like someone really gives a shit, and then like they disagree with something with the studio, mm-hmm. and then they pull someone in the middle, and then they finally get the guy who's just gonna do whatever the fuck they want. That's how you get movies yeah. like the Halle Berry Catwoman with like yeah. 20 writers on it. Yeah. it started with somebody who probably really liked it. Yeah, yeah. And then it just became... and they're like, but we need the moment where she her tits are really good. You yeah, know? exactly. Or whatever. What if she's wearing? You know, a bra. Uh, okay. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. Off Jeez. we go. <laughs> anyway, good episode. Yeah, what that is was the a next? blast. All right, next episode is Witness. Oh, okay, this is the one that I don't really remember that well. Okay. Uh, what a scoop. An eccentric scientist is killed, and Lois is the only witness. Ooh. But the murderer is determined that Lois won't live long enough to file her story. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. I wonder if it's a reference to... Uh... The uh, Harrison Ford flick. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Is that Witness or is that Fugitive? Is that... He did, there's both. He did both? Oh, Witness is something to do with like Amish. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. that movie. Okay. Let's do a I'm mashup sure of that Witness <laughs> and this Witness. The thing is too, like I was just kind of doing the schedule out because now Carolina's editing our episodes. Is it? So I had to write out like what the schedule is of yeah, what we've yeah, recorded. Yeah. We're going to get... Like, by the time we're done with this season, we might be right on top, or like a little late even, for oh. man, um, Batman vs. Superman. Oh, great. So, like, we're going to have to take a detour and deal with that for yeah. an episode or two. That's perfectly fine. When that comes out. Yeah, you know? yeah. We should, we should try and watch it opening night. Oh, or, I'm going opening night. Yeah. Done, let me Let me go with you, if, yeah. if that's okay. And then let's, as soon as we can, record mm-hmm. it. I'm down for that. That, that would be fun. That sounds good. And then also, I was thinking before that even, we should watch the animated movie that takes place in the Batman animated series, Justice League World, okay, okay. where they first meet. Okay, cool. And yeah. it's it's basically Lex and Joker versus Batman and Superman. Okay. is what it becomes. It's great. Nice. Really fun. So just good. as another okay. detour. Have we, have we talked about, um, God, that Superman book you lent me that I still have? Superman for all seasons. Yeah. Have we talked about that yet? No, I don't think so. I mean, we've talked about a lot of shit in this. We don't need to cover it, but I'd love to chat about it it at one point. Um, It's my favorite version of Superman I've ever experienced. I fucking love it. I wish they would do that version of a film of him. Yeah. It's so good. It's, uh, for people that don't know, uh, Superman for all seasons, written by Jeff Loeb, art by Tim Sale. It's just four books. It's, It's literally, I think it's fall, winter, or maybe I'm... Yeah, it it's like four seasons. I don't remember. Each season has a different narrator from his life. Yes. Um, it's just written so well, and Ugh. it's such a... I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a story that we always see in a Superman arc, mm-hmm. where he kind of like has to deal with, do I really want to be this or not, because I have to sacrifice uh, parts of my normal life yeah. that I expected. And it starts with, with also the Kent saying, like, well, son, we found you in a rock. Or, you know, like yeah, that type, yeah. that part of the story. Right, right. And so it's all about that specifically. Mm-hmm. But this version of the character is just so sweet. He's yeah. like he's like an all-star footballer. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's big as fuck. You described he's him giant. that he's drawn like a thumb. Yeah, that was yeah, that's the thing uh, Jeff Loeb said about 
Tim Taylor, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. Like he's a thumb with hair. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so it's very Americana. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the, the they loving go, pictures of Smallville and like the soda shop that they oh, go to. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and just every character feels really full and and whatnot. Like the uh, Lana Lang character mm-hmm. in it is really interesting because she's like. She loves him, but then he, like, has to go and disappear, and he fucking, like, shows her his powers, yeah. which was one of my favorite moments. Oh, Is that the just... one where they fly? Yeah, he like... picks her up in a field or whatever? Yeah, she thinks he's gonna, like, propose to her, and then he's like, I have powers, right. I don't know what to do, and she's like, oh, what the fuck? Right. Um, that was famously from the, the Smallville making of that series. Uh-huh. Like, basically, they're like, they got the rights to... Superman, they're like, I don't know how to do this. Like, Superboy's happened on TV. Lois yeah. and Clark has happened at this point. We don't yeah. know what to do. They went away, they read that, and they're like, okay, we know exactly yeah. Yeah. how to play this. And it's not like Smallville is a remake of that. No, but, but it's heavily inspired. in the pilot in the first couple seasons, you see that first book of Superman for all seasons, where oh, it's okay. like him maturing in Smallville and figuring out, I've got all these powers what does that mean for me? What does that yeah. mean to the world? What does that mean yeah. to my family? You know? Yeah. And do, do I, do I owe anything to the exactly. world? Like, do I have responsibility? And the answer, well, what I've always taken from it is the answer is no, you don't owe anything, but you can't stop. you like, you can't not do anything about it. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. world doesn't owe you, but you know, his thinking means that yeah. he can't the way, not do the it. way you've been raised yes. makes it so like that's for sure the decision he's exactly. gonna make. Which you've I, never done anything against the world to make up for it. Yeah. But you can certainly help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I'm glad you liked it. I yeah, I, I the reason I haven't given it back is because I intend to read it like two or three more times. Because yeah, it's it's so fun. You're making me want to uh, like the minute you give it back I'm gonna reread it Hell, now because okay, it's okay. so good. It's yeah. Oh, and the arts uh, just everything about it. Yeah. I, I fucking it's love awesome. it. It's awesome. Um, anyway, so yeah, read Superman for all seasons because yeah, it's it. amazing. It's really good. But uh, yeah, I think we've rambled on enough. For yeah, this is. I feel like podcast. this is. A, I feel like this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> yeah, we covered a lot. <laughs> but uh, should we get into Star Wars real quick? No, I'm kidding. What Dude, I've, I've seen it four times. I'm pretty. Sh- uh, I, I'm pretty. I saw it again after Christmas. Uh huh. Think I'm going to see it again today. Okay. <laughs> Have fun. We've I been thinking it. about going, or we've been talking about going a second time. Yeah. But. Dude, I, I recommend it. It get it's gotten better every single time I've watched it. But like every time I log on to the internet, somebody's talking about it, so I'm like, I feel like I've seen it three times yeah, at this yeah. point, you know? It's just it it feels fuller. It feels it, there's a density to it that's not People ask me to describe like the new things I've found and it's like mm, love of it. Yeah. You know, good. it's kind of like the more be. I watch it, the more it feels like a part of the Star Wars uh-huh. uh world it becomes canon a little bit more yeah which it is but like it's, obviously yeah but. it's it's makes it easier to accept it i guess okay in all of its uh flawed glory sure um anyway go see that again all too. right if you haven't heard of it <laughs> yeah. star wars the force awakens <laughs> you didn't know probably star wars movie. <laughs> probably still in theaters even if this comes out in like june oh yeah and by um, then they will have, it will have surpassed avatar too and yeah just be the reigning champ of everything yeah i wonder how anyway, long that'll last thank you for listening we'll see you next week with uh with the Amish-inspired witness. Witness. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Fall Thank off. you. Bye. Bye.